0: get started and uh so yes hello trish god bless you good to see you and uh, i'm just going to pray and we'll jump in so father we thank you and praise you for uh just giving us wisdom lord and direction and understanding and light and and lord we just thank you that we speak clearly and uh let us uh let us perceive truth clearly and uh lord we just acknowledge spirit of god we acknowledge you as a teacher we thank you lord that you give clarity and um, that you give us just revelation, Lord, of truth, Lord, and I thank you that you help everybody that comes in here and watches, Lord, and I thank you that you just give me a heart of love for these people, Lord, help me to care about them and uh, to approach it from the standpoint of your heart and, uh, Lord, really caring about them. And, Lord, I just I thank you for that. Thank you for that love flowing and the light flowing and the truth flowing this evening. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Well, good to see you guys. Um, I... Uh, You know, what I feel led to minister on tonight is the way we feel isn't always what's real. And, uh, you know, I kind of feel like I just ministered on this not that long ago. Um, But I really I got to go with 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 what I feel like the leading of the Lord is. I um, actually had something else planned for today to share. But uh, as the day got going on, I really felt like I needed to needed to talk about this. So. Um, I'm just going to follow that leading. And, uh, you know, the, the beautiful thing about truth is, um, you know, you, you don't have to always, uh, you know, I think that people can develop a taste for new things. And uh, certainly there's, there's <clears throat> revelation that's going to come. Certainly there's different aspects of the kingdom that you're going to see. Uh, but at the end of it, you know, Paul said, uh, I don't feel it's grievous Uh, to say the same thing to you over and over again and um, you know I think sometimes we can just you know we can develop a penchant or a desire for everything that's new if it's new it's got to be true you know we always want the new and and really a good coach knows that you know it's the fundamentals that actually wins the game you know and uh, you know that's that's a big part of, of coaching it's a big part of life and the big part of the way the apostle paul approached things he says i don't think it's grievous for me to teach the same things to you why because truth is truth you know and uh once you know truth is it's established and it's real and it's powerful <clears throat> and it works you know jesus didn't try to reinvent the wheel uh when he was withstanding the devil uh 40 days and 40 nights of fasting out there in the wilderness he, he used scripture he said it is written It is written." It is written. And he combated the enemy with truth. And he wasn't seeking after, you know, some new revelation. He is actually pulling out of the old covenant and just relaying truth that was already there. So um, as a minister, I recognize that, that that is a part of what I do. You know, I say the same things on, on a regular basis to help people and help remind people. You know, there for a season of my life, um, I coached basketball a whole lot for, with my son and he was growing up. And, um, you know, you really, you win games by going over the fundamentals you know you win games by you know simple shot form and defense and you know these things that are that are just fundamental things that's what actually causes you to triumph and this teaching I feel like I do this teaching on a fairly regular basis and um, I feel like I just did this teaching but it's it's very important and um, it's important thing to hear And it's important thing to understand and to keep in the forefront of your mind and uh, once again I'll I'll say the title here it says the way we feel isn't always what's real and you know our emotions are powerful our emotions are God given you know God has emotion you know we see in Scripture uh, you know God joyful we see God you know weeping we see God angry Uh, we see God experiencing all being well pleased being displeased you know, God himself, he, he has emotions. He is an emotional God. And so uh, there's nothing wrong with emotions. You know, I came out of teaching that really felt, you know, they kind of presented emotion as if it was weak. And if we really had faith, then, you know, we would be these emotional automatons, you know, kind of like Spock and, you know, just going through life on sheer faith logic. And um, I don't agree with that at all. God gave us emotions Um, to to enjoy life you know the highs and the lows and so emotions are good man they're they're the spice of life but what we have to be careful is not allow our emotions to be our primary navigator and the primary way that we perceive life around us and we perceive reality because your your emotions um, can 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 be contrary to what truth is And I think we can all relate to that. You know, you may not always feel like you're right with God. Uh, You may not always feel like you're the righteousness of God, but, um, you know, the cross is greater than our feelings. And, um, you know, what Jesus did on the cross was a success. He that knew no sin became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God in him. And so you're the right, if you've received Jesus as Lord and Savior, you know, you're the righteousness of God, whether you feel it or not and uh that's that's very important to understand we walk by faith not by sight not by the five physical senses and so it's uh, emotions are wonderful but once again emotions are not always the greatest indicator of reality and there are times when our emotions are going crazy where we feel <clears throat> maybe sad maybe depressed feel op- oppressed um feel hopeless you know feel you know and and the the silly thing about That All of that is, is you know, your emotions can get hit even when your circumstances aren't contrary. I don't know about you guys, but you ever just had a day where you just woke up and felt blah, you know, and then, you know, you just don't feel like doing all the things that you know you need to do or you should do. And so um, there are periods of time when we, we have to kind of push back a little bit on our emotions and not allow them to define the direction of our life and not allow them, uh, really to be the indicators of our reality we have to really just embrace truth And what scripture says what truth says is that i'm the righteousness of god in christ jesus whether i feel like it or not and so there are times when uh that is what we have to do we have to embrace that reality regardless of how we feel now thank god for when it we feel it you know thank god for when we feel the love of god i know we had just an absolutely amazing service at church on sunday completely overwhelmed by the presence of God um, during worship and just felt the presence of God, felt loved. And uh, it was amazing. And thank God for those moments. You know, those moments are wonderful. You know, and I like to liken those moments to the same thing as, you know, when you feel the sunshine, you know, feeling the sunshine, it feels amazing. It feels wonderful. It warms you, warms your heart. But uh, there are days when the clouds are thick and the clouds are low Um, but it doesn't change the fact that the sun is shining above the clouds. And so there are times when you feel the love of God, you feel the presence of God, and there are times when you don't. And when we don't feel it is when we have to trust him and trust what he said, regardless of, of how we feel. And, uh, you know, and I actually gave this analogy just here recently, and I'll give it again because I, I was actually talking to an old friend at a, um, uh old friend at a restaurant not too long ago and he just got his pilot's license and um and he was just talking about how you know and this is the same thing that i actually shared but this is from his own personal experience you know sight flying as opposed to instrument flying <clears throat> he currently has his sight flying license he doesn't have his instrument flying license and so sight flying when you're flying an airplane you fly based on what you can see and um, and he just said you know but he said it's a real challenge even when it's just just not even storm clouds just good clouds Uh, when you're flying through a cloud um, up can seem down and down can seem up and left can seem right and you don't really have your bearings because you're used to living your life according to sight and so uh, you know it can be potentially very dangerous especially if you don't know how to instrument fly now instrument flight you know is is really the 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 primary thing because that's what the pilots actually use because you know when you're flying commercial or whatever You know you're gonna fly through clouds on the regular and you're even gonna fly through storm clouds on the regular and so um, and the instruments are more accurate than sight and so instrument flying is actually more accurate than but you have to attain to that level well um, I would say it's the same thing in a believer's life you know and, and our instruments being scripture being what the Word of God says about our situation you know rightly divided understanding who it's spoken to understanding you know the covenant that you're in you got to look at everything through the lens of the cross but at the end of the day scripture is our truth and so um, uh, you know before you really kind of start to mature a little bit and as we're growing into maturity you know sometimes we feel safe sometimes we don't sometimes we feel blessed sometimes we don't and uh, we're kind of we can live up and down and I think that's and you know those feelings are real for for anyone even someone that I would consider to have a little bit more maturity but the more you grow in the Lord, the more you realize you don't have to feel it to know that it's true. You know, you don't have to feel it to know that it's true. And, um, and because the instrument flying or the scripture or the truth of God's word is real, whether I feel it or not. And there are days when you have to fly according to the instruments. You have to fly according to scripture, and you have to disregard the way that you feel. And uh, that's really important, and that is a part of Of maturity and uh, you know you are a triune being just like God is a triune being he's you know Father Son and Holy Spirit you are spirit soul and body and uh, you know your spirit is a constant you know if you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior you're born again you're the righteousness of God you're joined as one spirit to the Lord your spirits in a constant state of joy and peace and love and kindness and all the character and fruit of the Spirit your spirit's in a constant state of of worshiping the Lord and of serving the Lord. Your spirit's set on go, and that's actually the real you. But your soul uh, is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And our souls many times have been very damaged by life. You know, life is filled with you know traumatic circumstances and challenges. We've experienced rejection. We've experienced hurt. Uh, we've experienced different things, and so our our soul is is, is progressively uh in, in enjoying salvation you know and what i mean by that is, says be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind put off the old man according to the, the deceitful works but put on the new man in righteousness and true holiness renewing the spirit of your mind and so what what we're doing right now is we're allowing truth to wash us and we're 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 kind of servicing our mind, servicing our emotions servicing our thoughts And bringing things back into tune you know you have to tune yourself into um, really the way God thinks about you you know he says you know his thoughts are higher than our thoughts he didn't say that we couldn't attain those thoughts he just said his ways were higher his thoughts were higher and what we want to do is we want to tune in to his frequency and uh, and I'll just stop and say this just for a moment the frequency of the new covenant is righteousness it is if you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior you're the righteousness of God all your sins have been forgiven past, present, and future, you're living in an eternal state of forgiveness, in an eternal state of righteousness. It's a gift that's given to you through Jesus Christ. And so uh, that's the wavelength of heaven. That's how God operates. The new covenant is is not constantly calling to remembrance your sin. The the new covenant is constantly calling to remembrance Jesus It's finished work. Now, it doesn't mean there's not correction of our behavior. It doesn't mean that there's not correction, uh, you know, for for stepping over and operating in sin. But that correction is always from the standpoint of you are a child of God. You're not a drug addict. You are a child of God. You're not an angry person. You are a child of God. You're not a liar. You are a child of God. You're not a thief. You are a child of God. New Testament correction will correct you from the standpoint of identity And remind you what love looks like and so uh, definitely there is correction but the primary battle and I talked about this last week is the mind and we have to renew our our mind to truth so that the, the greatness of Christ on the inside of us can be unleashed on the outside of us so that our hands uh, will serve God. Our hands and our feet and our actions will become slaves of righteousness, just like we were slaves of sin. And what that looks like in a nutshell really is just a spirit-led life. God's going to lead you to love. God's going to lead you to walk with Him. And uh, but the level. Of, of maturity that you're going to be expressing outwardly um is going to have a lot to do with with your soul your mind your will and emotions and the more truth that you take in and establish your thoughts in the greater levels of freedom and liberty and love that you're going to be experiencing and producing in your life so that people can see jesus in you the fruit that's in me is far greater than the fruit uh, of, you know, the first couple years that I got saved, you know, there, 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 is an, there is a process of mind renewal, you know, I became a new creation in Christ Jesus, but I, I find out who I am in Christ, I behold him as in a mirror, I behold the, the glory of the Lord and I'm transformed into the same image from glory to glory. And when you're under proper new covenant teaching, there's a continual process of transformation in terms of your mind, your mind, your will, and your emotions, the work is sealed. In your spirit by the Holy Spirit and it's actually it's a finished work but there is a process of the redemption of your mind and your thoughts and which is why we're here which is why we listen to teaching while we study scripture because we want to be transformed by the renewing of our mind to the true identity that we now have in Christ and so um, and so once again let's let's step back over into emotions and there's gonna be times when you just don't feel it man and, and what we have to do is we have to rise up in, in a place of greater maturity and, and really push through those moments and, 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 and choose truth and choose to do what's right, even when we feel wrong or we feel yucky, all of these things. Now, once again... When you fall, when you make a mistake, when you don't do what's right, and when you fail, um, please understand, you know, God's love for you is not based on your performance. Your standing with God is not based on your performance. All of these things are based on Jesus, and God loves you regardless of how you feel. But what he wants to do is he wants to provide a greater level of quality for life for you and also just commission you uh, to to walk out um, and and really represent uh, his kingdom in the earth which means we carry ourselves differently we're not running around being offended and angry you know and critical and fault-finding and we're not running around uh, you know operating the way the world operates we want to operate different we want to operate in that nature of Jesus that's already resident on the inside of us love peace joy kindness goodness right that's how we we give witness to the kingdom that's how we shine the light in the earth that's how we are the salt of the earth and so, and so that's what we want, but periodically, once again, you're not going to feel it. Now, I also want to make this statement, and I think this is extremely important. And I do. I live my life. I endeavor to live my life out of this place. Grace uh, creates a um, an atmosphere where uh, the spirit of God can can place desires in your heart, and and the Bible says that God will give you the desires of your heart, and and really and certainly, God's going to. Going to bless you and, and give you the, give you things that you want and be a good father to you, uh, but but really what it would what I believe a deeper meaning of that scripture is God's going to place the want to inside of you. The Bible says that um, uh, that the, the desire, where the desire is, it's a tree of life. And so, like under the new covenant, when there's not the presence of condemnation and legalism and all these things, the Spirit of God will make me want to love my spouse, will make me want to love my children, will make me want you know, to gather together with the saints will make me want, you know, to be a giver and will make me want to pray and make me want to do these things. And so, um, in a place of grace, their desire flourishes. And really, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of, as I'm flowing in the kingdom, I'm just, you know, I'm doing, I'm, I'm really just letting my heart lead me. You know, we don't have a wicked, evil heart anymore. We have a good heart. God's gave us a new heart. And so really being under the new covenant, is just living out of your heart. And so, uh, because, under legalism, it always places the burden upon our willpower, and it's very difficult to willpower your way through life. And I'll it's, and I'll take it even a step further. It's 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 impossible to willpower your Christianity. I'm just going to try really hard and walk in love, and I'm just going to try really hard, and you know, I'm going to do this exercise, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try really hard, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I I I. I. No, no, no. It's not the the kingdom. is not a focus on self. Um, the kingdom is actually a focus on Christ. And I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives his life through me. And so God's intention, is you know, Christianity is really not white-knuckling the wheel. It's actually a letting go, and it's a surrendering and a trust in the Lord and allowing the Spirit of God to begin to lead and guide you and navigate your life. You know, and that's, that's the intention, and, and, and a good portion of that comes out of a place of want to. You know, if you're there, that's one of the primary ways we get led by the Spirit of God. You know, if you see somebody and 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 your heart is moved with compassion, you want to help them, then go help them. You know, you don't have to pray thirty days about it. You don't have to fast. You know, three weeks about it. If God's if God's leading you, and there's a desire and there's an unction to help somebody. Go help them. You know, uh, the same thing. You know, if, you, if there's a, there's an unction to you know to give into a ministry follow that, follow that unction. If there's a, there's an unction to do something special for your child or do something special for your spouse or, or, um, you know, or, or any of these things, God is going to, he flows out of that place of want to primarily, because that's what the new covenant is all about. God says that, um, you know, you know, that, uh, you know, let me look it up real quick because it's, it's missing me. And I just want to, I want to make sure that I say it properly, but I quote it all the time, but in Hebrews, um, chapter eight, and I believe it's verse 10, talking about the new covenant, this is the covenant that I will make. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. And so what what old covenant as a law came upon you and demanded perfection, new covenant, God places his his law of faith, his law of love, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus on the inside of you. And what that looks like in a practical way is there's a want to, there's just a desire to, you know, I, I, I have a, a want to to pray. I have a want to uh, to, to tell people about Jesus, I have a want to to teach, right? So that's the flow of the kingdom. Obligation is the opposite. When you're constantly obligated, well, you just, you know, you need to evangelize more, and you need to pray more, and you need to give more, and you need to, you need to, you need to, you need to. Um, the kingdom, the new covenant, is not based on demand; it's based on supply. And at the very root, that's the difference between legalism and grace. Uh, old covenant demanded righteousness from man. New covenant supplies righteousness to man. And when you're living out of a place of overflow, um, uh, and 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 really it's just easier. You know, God, God God said, I'm gonna bless you first. I bless you first. You're not trying to get blessed, you've been you've already been blessed with every blessing which in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And so God it's all God's gonna supply to you first. And out of that place, um, there's going to be a want to. And that's re- that's where life is. And in my opinion, that's that narrow path that I believe Scripture is talking about. Broad is the way that leads to destruction, narrows the path of life. I don't think that's people getting saved because there are Christians that experience a tremendous amount of destruction as well, um, not just unbelievers. And so I believe that narrow path is that path of understanding grace, understanding the new covenant, and leading a spirit-led life to allow love to come to you and love To flow through you. And so, and so that's what God wants for you. And so, but when you're in a place of obligation, you know, I'm always trying to check and make sure I don't, I'm not in a place of obligation. See, if I feel obligated to play with my son, then I'm not going to enjoy it. You follow me? Uh, you know, one of the things my wife and I, we talk about all the time. It's funny how kids do for fun, what we consider work. Like, what are you talking about? Like my, my son, he loves to mow the yard with his little mower. That's what he does for fun. He loves, to, he loves to work on things with his little hammer. That's what he does for fun. He loves to, to sweep up the floor. He does for fun because to him, it's a want to. I want to do this. But if I set him down and said, look, you've got to take this hammer and you've got to hit this block. And I need you to do this 50 times. The moment I turn it into an obligation, desire starts to kind of uh, wilt. And all of a sudden, instead of it being something that's joyful coming out of his heart, it becomes a labor, becomes an obligation. Now, understand life is filled with obligation. Life is filled with these. And I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. But what I want to show you is this narrow path, this path of life, is a place where there's a a want to there. And that's the place where God called you to live. Now, in order to maintain that place, um, uh, 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 really, it, it requires... Um, honestly, time in God's presence, you know, whether that be in prayer or that be in worship. You know, the Bible says, be ye continually filled with the Spirit. And so, you know, just like tonight, as, as I'm sharing, uh, you know, the Spirit of God is on on what I'm saying, and so there, there's an element of deposit that's happening in people's lives. There's an element of strengthening that's happening. There's a, there's a release of faith and the Spirit of God, which ultimately... Is supposed to edify us and strengthen us and empower us right same way you know once again I'll go back to church on Sunday morning ma'am the presence of God was so strong during worship like I just wanted to fall down and worship the Lord I mean it was just overwhelming and what happened was I like we got a fresh feeling of God's Spirit and out of that place there's a fresh desire There's a fresh desire to serve God. There's a fresh desire to walk in love. There's a fresh desire uh, to be kind. All of these things because we're we're experiencing his presence and there's a there's a strengthening. You know, the Bible talks about Paul said, pray that you be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man according to his riches and glory. And so, you know, you need these plug-in times. You know, we all do. Different people plug in different ways. One of the things I've been know teaching my, my my teenager about you know just like you plug your phone in man you know there's times you need to plug into the lord you need to draw strength from him and so anyway so that being said uh the desire flows now under legalism it kind of kills all that legalism is all about white knuckling it and grit gritting your teeth and you got to climb the ladder and you got to try harder and you got to do more that's that's a system of demand and it actually destroys desire and it causes you not to live out of your heart not the easy light yoke of jesus but that heavy yoke of legalism comes upon your shoulders and you're trying to white knuckle your way through your christianity and the challenge of that number one is it's extremely hard and it's actually impossible and either burn out or walk away and then anytime you actually do manage to accomplish anything you take all the credit for you well i'm so awesome because you know i fasted 20 days and i prayed 30 nights and you always take credit. And really, that's not how it works. The Lord, Jesus Christ should get all the credit. He should get all the glory. And, and um, under under grace, that's what happens. We glorify the Lord. We're just receiving a free gift. And, um, and so that's also one of the reasons that legalism is an itching ear message, because it gives a sense of credit to the flesh of man, which fosters a sense of pride, which frustrates grace, and puts people under a yoke of bondage that no one can 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 handle and so the way a lot of those people that are in legalism where they handle it is they actually just condemn everybody they point fingers and they hide behind the pointed finger because they don't know how to release the condemnation that they're experiencing because of their own personal failure and they can't really appropriate what the cross did so they spend their days just being critical and judging other people because that's their outlet valve for the pressure of condemnation that has developed on the inside of them and it is a stench in the nostrils of everyone that does not advance the kingdom of God; only advances the kingdom of man. But you are not called to that, right? And so, uh, under grace, there is going to be an element of desire. There is going to be a want to. However, there are t- there are days and times when that want to is not there. There are days and times when our emotions are going crazy, and it's in those moments that we choose to do we choose to do what's right. We we because we because see, what what wisdom does is wisdom wisdom, and wisdom is the principal thing, right? I mean that's what that's the Lord wisdom man wisdom wisdom wisdom, and the Lord is the one who has all the wisdom. Ask and He'll give it to you. And what wisdom does is wisdom doesn't look for instant gratification. Wisdom looks around the corner. And wisdom understands that there's there's, there's long-term um, pleasure. There's long-term blessing. What are you talking about? Well, I'll just give you the example. Uh, in Scripture, where it talks about the ant, you know, and, and it's a reproof of laziness. You know, in Proverbs, it says, you know, go to the ant, O thou sluggard, and look at his ways. Without any king, without any overseer, they get everything done, right? And so Scripture takes one of the creatures in nature that god created and if you want to see someone who's truly diligent it's the ant man he's he's a diligent creature right preparing for winter right i think you guys may have seen the the cartoon or the fable with, about the ant and the grasshopper the grasshopper didn't prepare with the ants prepared now um short term you know the foolishness tends itself to short-term gratification like man i want this now and i'm gonna do this now and who cares about tomorrow wisdom looks into tomorrow and makes a decision not just based upon instant gratification but makes it makes a decision based upon tomorrow and so there are times when your emotions are going to be going crazy and you're not going to be feeling like it and you know for example you know uh you know maybe not gathering together with the saints i don't feel like going to church well a lot of times when you don't feel like going is when you probably should go or i don't feel like you know joining this live. you know um or, or, you know, I can't, I, mean, I can't tell you how many times there have been times when I didn't feel like teaching, you know, didn't really feel like. There are times when I'm excited about it, and I would say most of the time I'm excited about it, but there are times it's like, ah, oh, man, I just don't feel like doing that. So at that point, i got to take my willpower, your, your, soul, your soul is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions, and I've got to make a decision to do what's right according to Scripture, even though I don't feel like it. You follow me? And then a lot of times when, when you when you make that decision, the feeling will, will arrive and will show up eventually, right? Um, and, and, and so that is a part of life. And so there are times when I don't feel like it, right? There are times when you don't feel like it, but we make a decision according to truth. For example, a soft answer turns away wrath. We don't always feel like that, you know? Um, I, you know, I, I, I had a, an interaction uh, with someone in in my gym not too long ago, and um, and uh, they were trying to correct me on something, and they were wrong, and I corrected them back, and I wasn't in the spirit on the Lord's day when it happened at all. Right, I'm human, but my point being is, even though I didn't feel like it, not didn't yell at the person, and I didn't get irate or anything like that, but I could have handled it differently. But I got in the flesh. Um, but the point is like a soft answer turns away wrath. That's truth. Whether you feel like it or not, what does that mean? Well, someone's yelling at you and rather than you yell, and this didn't happen in the gym scenario, we didn't yell at each other. I need to clarify that's not the best example, but when someone's yelling at you, rather than you yelling back, you soft answer turns away wrath. Speak out of a place of wisdom. That's one of the things I really try to teach my son because A lot of times people don't hear what you have to say. They hear your tone. And if your tone's off, then you can't lay out what you're really, you can't lay out your logic if your tone is off. The Bible says that sweetness of lips increases learning. And so soft answer turns away wrath, whether you feel like it or not. And so that's an example of where that's truth. And my emotions are saying one thing. My feelings are saying one thing, but I make a decision uh, for truth. And, you know, and the same is true for a million, for, for exercise, you know, another example of this, and I hate to talk about this because this can be a sensitive subject for people, but as a whole, I love to exercise, like I really enjoy it, um, and so, but there are days when I don't feel like it at all, but I make a decision, a long-term decision of wisdom, I'm going to go ahead, and I don't, you know, I'm not saying I always make the right decision, please never think that, because I make mistakes all the time. But a long-term decision is I'm going to go ahead and do this even though I don't feel like it because I'm thinking about my future, I'm thinking about my health and all of these things. Uh, a, a better example for me would be like eating eating good, you know, because that's something I really have a challenge with because I I love to eat, I love sweets, I love all these things, right? And so um, there are times when I know uh, that I you know I, there's something that we I think we, a lot of us can be uh, challenged with is we eat our feelings like we're feeling emotionally disturbed feeling like challenges and it's like I'm gonna bury myself in a gallon of ice cream or I'm gonna bury myself in a bag of chips or whatever and man you know if you're doing that look no condemnation man I'm not please understand as I, as I make a presentation of wisdom there's no condemnation because if you've received Jesus as Lord and Savior you're the righteousness of God and God loves you and he's gonna work all things together for your good bottom line but but God wants us to make decisions that are going to be a blessing to us and those around us, not just in the short term, but in the long term, right? And so there may be times when we feel like doing that, but it's not always the best decision. So you take your willpower and you make a decision to, to, to go contrary to the way that you feel because uh, you choose truth over uh, the way you feel. And it will help you in life to to make the right decision. And I, I think a great example of this is Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. You know, Jesus experienced the battle of the cross in the realm of the soul uh, before he actually went to the cross. What are you talking about? Well, the Bible says a great sorrow overcame him, and you know, and he sweat great. You know, he sweat drops of blood. He was under tremendous amount of stress before he actually went to the cross and i believe what was happening was he was actually encountering the battle in the realm of the spirit before it played out in the natural and when you're a lot of times when you're your emotions are going crazy and your thoughts are going crazy it's time to pray man it's time to pray in the spirit it's time to pray and uh, really get into draw near to the lord because a lot of times that oppression is coming to set you up for temptation or set you up for a challenge and like jesus did he prayed man he prayed. Now his disciples they went to sleep. Spirit of heaviness came upon them. They went to sleep. But the Lord he prayed, and but his feelings were going crazy, um, you know. And, and at that point he said, you know, he, he, he spoke to his father and said, "Lord, you know, if there's another way for us to do this, let's do the other way. Do I have to drink this cup?" And so you know Jesus had spent you know 33 and a half years preparing for this moment. He was sent to Earth to die on the cross and in a moment of intense oppression and feeling um he's feeling like aborting the mission but he doesn't do that he 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 goes contrary to the way he feels and he says father nevertheless not what i want but what you want because he and that's really and that's really kind of the touchdown point of when our feelings are going crazy and we make a decision to fly according to the instruments and according to truth is we're saying you know what soft answer turns away wrath i'm not going to do what i feel i'm going to do what's right Or, or or when someone someone comes against you or someone hurts you or harms you you know the natural the fleshly thing to want to do is to vindicate yourself and to attack back that's not how the kingdom operates um you are not your vindicator and But we, in our flesh, we, we want to vindicate. Like we want to, someone slandered us or spoke bad about us. We want to talk bad about them or we want to prove them wrong or whatever. That's not how the kingdom operates. God says that we pray for our enemies. We bless those who use us. And, and so the kingdom is, is, we overcome good, excuse me, we overcome evil with good. And so that doesn't always feel like the right thing to do, but it is the right thing to do. And we, we actually set the stage for God to be, our vindicator. You know, and I, the thing that, that comes to my mind is when, you know, Saul was attacking David. You know, Saul was jealous of David, jealous of the anointing on his life, jealous of the calling on his life, and Saul began to just attack him and throw javelins at him and try to kill him. And you know, there was a time when David is hidden in this cave running from Saul, and uh, you know, all the men around him are nudging him like, "Hey David, now's your time, man, just kill him cuz Saul goes into the into the cave to relieve himself to use the bathroom." You know, he's in a moment, you know, a compromise moment where he'd be easy to kill and, uh, and, and you know, all David's problems would be taken care of if Saul would just die. So David's got a decision to make. Now, I promise you, he probably felt like retaliating. He probably felt like attacking him, but he recognized that, no, 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 I'm not going to do this because this is not the right thing to do because this is the Lord's anointed. This is this is the Lord's servant, you know, even though he's not doing it right, even though he's not operating the way he should be operating, he's still the Lord's. And so David, rather than making a decision according to the way he felt, made a decision according to truth and said, touch not uh, the Lord's anointed. He used scripture. He was in a moment of sight flying rather than being in a moment. Excuse me. He was in a moment of instrument flying rather than sight flying. Sight was telling him to kill Saul feeling, telling him to kill Saul. People around him, kill Saul. But God says, don't touch my anointing. And and so he chose truth. And as a result of that, um, the problem took care of itself. And it happened in such a way uh, where it opened the door for David to just step into the kingdom. And David did not become like Saul. Had David killed Saul, he would have become like Saul. And uh, God had better things for David than that. He didn't want him Uh, to be a person that slanders. And so on a side note, I'll just say this since we're in this moment. Don't slander people. You know, don't attack people. You know, now preach the truth. Preach the truth. But uh, um, it's just not your job, in my opinion, to slander and attack an individual. That's the Lord's problem. You know, I have people that that I don't agree with in ministry and, you know, places that I came from in the past. And there's a time when I, when I had a lot of anger and stuff towards those people, but I've forgiven them and God's got love flowing through me now. And I recognize that's the Lord's problem. You know, my job's to bless them. My job's to pray for them. My job's to love them. My job's not to rise up and be the corrector of their life. Um, now, I will preach different doctrine because that's what I'm called to do. But I'm not going to rise up and slander someone and try to vindicate myself because that's not how the kingdom operates. You know, and and so you may feel like doing that, you know, or even, you know, from a political standpoint, you know, we get in these heated political debates or these heated doctrinal debates. And and, and honestly, man, it's a rare moment when the spirit of God is going to lead you into that type of battle, certainly, you know, in the social media arena. Uh, 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 I have found more often than not what's happening is my flesh is wanting to, wanting to, to vindicate and prove myself right, and as a result of that, I'm operating in anger, and I'm not actually uh, being a peacemaker and and uh, not really flowing in the kingdom. So I encourage you: let the Lord fight those battles. You do you, and you walk in love. You bless, don't curse. You know, be a blessing, and walk forward, and let the Lord handle all that stuff, because that's really His business, man. Let let God be God. Let Him be your vindicator and so in order to do that you many times we've got to act contrary to the way we feel we've got to make a decision to to operate in truth so that's a great example with David when he had an opportunity to remove his problem but knew he was going to do it in the wrong way and he he stopped himself and and he approached Saul and said look i could have killed you but i didn't you know bless you bless you bless you and um and so anyway moving forward so don't allow your feelings to determine your reality And, um, and certainly I do believe under grace and under understanding the new covenant and understanding that you're forgiven and you're the righteousness of God, you're really going to flow mostly out of a place of desire. But there's going to be times when, uh, you're, you're going to have to, uh, to disregard your emotions and choose what's true. And, uh, and that is a part of growing up. That's a part of the kingdom. You know, making a decision to operate according to truth, whether you feel like it or not. And then eventually your desire will follow. You know, I don't believe that we're supposed to willpower our way through life at all. And and I, honestly, I believe the greatest analogy for this and um, is just your car. You know, your, your car, you know, I don't know if you guys, you may know some stuff about cars, you may not. But I use this analogy all the time because I think it's a brilliant analogy. You know, a car is not designed... A car battery, the purpose of a car battery is actually to spark the car and turn it on so that the alternator will run. And then the alternator is what maintains the electricity in the car. And um, that's the way it's intended to work. But if your alternator goes out and then you're just trying to run on the strength of your battery, your car is going to die quickly. And it's, you know, in the matter of a few minutes, it's because the battery's not designed to power the car. The battery is designed to spark the car to initiate the alternator, which is going to power the car. And for me, I feel like a great example of that your willpower is kind of like that battery. Your willpower will 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 cause you to you know to show up to a meeting like like this when you don't feel like it, or cause you you know to do something that you know is right when you don't feel like it. But then ultimately, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is, is that alternator, is that power source that's going to take you over into the place of want to and once again that happens in an atmosphere of grace it does not happen in an atmosphere of legalism but um but your your will is very important ultimately your will calls the shots you know your spirit was not going to override your will you know even god himself is not going to override your will you choose you make decisions um and you choose what you're going to do you know and god doesn't take that away from you that's one of the beauties of free will god's given us free will and the purpose of that free will is so that we can choose. He said, "I said before you life and death; choose life." And so your willpower—it's powerful, man—and God honors it. You know, here recently I, I did a funeral for just a wonderful uh, lady and just an awesome woman and uh, just a just really just a blessing, man. And and we, we volunteered a lot together and helped you know helped the kids a lot together and you know and she sent me down probably about six seven months ago. And, and, you know, and she was battling cancer and, you know, she pretty much made that she, she, she just let me know, Hey, I, you know, I want you to do my funeral, you know? And, and I was like, well, you know, I was like, you know, I was trying to get her eyes off of heaven and get her eyes back on earth. You know, let's, let's, let's finish your course. You know, let's, let's, you know, let's believe for healing. Let's, you know, all of these things, but she'd made her mind up and there was no change in her mind. And so once and God honors a person's will once they've made their mind. She's ready to go home, and be with Jesus. Who am I to stand in her way? Who's anyone to stand in her way? She made that decision, and so her will, God honored that her will. And you know what? She she's with Jesus now. And um and so your will is a very very powerful force because God honors it. So ultimately, you're going to make a decision whether you're going to to flow with your spirit and be spirit led, or we're going to make a decision with our willpower if we're going to going to flow with our flesh and flow with the carnal mind and make you know decisions according to that and so your will is very strong and it is for the purpose of sparking you on the right path but not maintaining the right path because your christianity is not lived in your own strength um, you know the bible says that you know he is uh, we are he is the vine and we are the branches you know the strength the life comes out of the vine and uh, the branches are just attached to the vine and, uh, you know, I believe that we stay connected to the divine by, by, by really uh, just taking a stand against condemnation, you know, and, and understanding that the cross is a success and that, you know, we're, we're joined as one spirit. Lord. The Lord. Lord's not going to leave you. Um, he loves you. He's for you. He's actually inside of you if you've received Jesus as Lord and Savior. And so, um, but, but that will, that decision-making process is a part of, you know, I choose to believe the cross was a success. I choose to hear the word of God. I choose to pray, all of these things. So point being is there are going to be times in your life when you're going to have to go contrary to the way you feel. You're going to have to walk according to truth. But it is not, but, but it is not, but as a whole, as you, as you understand grace, and get your heart established in grace and righteousness, you're going to live out of a want to. And so that's what I want to encourage you in. So if you if you're if you're in a situation uh, that, um, that if you're in a situation that you uh, you know your feelings are going crazy and uh, your feelings are going nuts and you are in a place where you know your emotions are going wild, I just want to encourage you in that it's now time to make decisions according to truth and not make decisions according to the way you feel. Okay? So that you can press through and get on the other side of it. Now, here's the thing. Let's say that uh, you uh, you succumb uh, to your emotions, and let's say that you fall down and you're totally overwhelmed, and you're in a are in a pity party, and you know you're eating the gallon of ice cream, and and you know, and you're yelling at your employee, employee, your employer, or, or you and you mess everything up. Well, what's awesome is, is that. God's there to love you and God's grace is there to over overshadow your failure. The Bible says that where sin abounds, grace does much more abound and so this is the beauty about being a child of God you're not going to be kicked out of the family you're not going to be removed in fact God's going to love you and he's going to teach you you know we we see that so clearly in the life of Peter he denied the Lord three times Jesus didn't remove him from fellowship he didn't even remove him from leadership he actually came back and restored him and so you know when you when you let when we allow our emotions to rule us, uh, please understand that uh, man, God's still for you and God still loves you so much. And so be at peace with that. And honestly, if you can receive love in the midst of your failure, um, then it will help you to really kind of fall in love with Jesus all over again. Man, when you receive good when you deserve bad, that woos your heart like nothing else. And so as I'm presenting a teaching like this, which is really more wisdom based. Please understand that in the midst of our failure, grace will, will never be taken away from us. And so, uh, if you fall and if you failed, be at peace because God loves you and God's for you. And here's the the beautiful thing about it is is that God can He works all things together for your good. And so, you know, and so even your failures are gonna gonna serve purpose in your life. You know, and I share this all the time. But you know, my strongest and greatest points of ministry. Are really my failures you know I minister out of the place of my failure and that's really what comforts people because they recognize that you know someone's not really defined by their failure but they're they're defined by their savior and so um even your failures will serve you and so but I just want you to understand you're going to have times when you just don't feel like it man you don't feel like walking in love you don't feel like gathering together with the saints you don't feel like going to church you don't feel like reading your bible you don't feel like being kind you don't feel you don't feel like it and it's in those times that we need to fly according to truth and take your will and make a decision um and then the, the 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 want to will come you know and honestly in those moments that's a really good time to pray um you know that's what jesus did in the garden of gethsemane you know he he, he prayed you know and um he, he 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 spent time in the lord's presence i know me you know when my when my flesh is going crazy or, or I'm dealing with you know crazy emotions, I, I'm just like, I need, I need to pray. <laughs> I need to go spend some time with the Lord because I need to receive that fresh and filling and strengthening of God's Spirit uh, so that I can get back to the place of want to, you know, because really want to is where you're really called to live. Want that, that place of desire um, and want to and flowing in the leading of the Spirit, that's where we're called to live. And uh, that's the spirit of life in Christ Jesus you know and I, I want to read that scripture out of Romans chapter 8 it's um, so I think someone found fault with my analogy and uh, I mean maybe it's not a perfect analogy I don't know I'm, I'm not really a car person but I've used that analogy for years and I think it's pretty accurate And there may be times when it's not but no analogy is perfect but anyway um, it says it says for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death and so that spirit of life in Christ Jesus, man, that's, that's that spirit-led life. That's love flowing through you. And the analogy that I would use for that, it's kind of like the law of lift. You know, the law of lift um, is the law that supersedes gravity. Gravity is always present. It's always pulling down. But if you'll take an aerodynamic structure and you'll give it enough thrust, um, then it, you, uh, you can take a massive plane who who looks like it should never fly, yet it'll access that law of lift, and it'll it'll just soar, man. No friction, uh, just just flight, and gravity's conquered. And so that's where you're called to live. That's the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Understanding the grace, understanding new covenant. You're just constantly just being led by spirit, man. I, I honestly think it's one of the greatest parts of being a believer, is just that I can trust the spirit of God to lead me in everything. I want it in everything. I want the wisdom of God. I want to know how to raise my kids. I want to know how to be a husband. I want to know how to how to take care of my body. I want to know. I want to know. I want. I, I want it all. I want what God has. Like He He knows everything. So like He can lead me all the time. And and to me that's so exciting. And that that's what I want, you know. And that's where and so that to me is that place of the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That's that law of lift, man, where we're we're above the weak and beggarly elements of life. That's where God's actually called you to. And that place happens you know out of a place of renewing your mind out of a place of relationship out of a place of really spending time in the lord's presence uh but primarily you arrive at that place by understanding the new covenant and getting your heart established in grace because condemnation will pull your flight straight down to the ground every single time because condemnation is a lie there's no condemnation in christ jesus but when i entertain condemnation i'm actually in a state of unbelief which is new testament disobedience and that unbelief is saying the cross was not a success and that I'm actually not forgiven. Uh, that's not the wavelength that heaven operates on. Uh, we're no longer in, on, in Mount Sinai, we are now in Mount Zion. And, uh, and so now spirits of just men made perfect and God is on the wavelength of righteousness uh, and the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, amen? And so as you get your heart establishing that, it gets easier to be led by the spirit and easier really to, to, to operate out of a, a place of want to. And, uh, man, it's, and it's, just, it's just easier, you know what I'm saying? It's just, and it's funner, and it's just better. <laughs> I don't even know how to say it any other way than that. You know, it, it, it's, you know, and, I, and I'll draw the analogy with driving and with a plane. You know, a car hits a lot of bumps in the road. There's a lot of friction. There's a lot of wear and tear on the tires. But, man, you get a plane into the sky... You know, and I'm not saying there's not turbulence and stuff like that with the air, but the wear and tear on a plane is different than the wear and tear um, on, on tires that are constantly making contact with the road. And uh, the, this, this life that God has for us, which I believe is that narrow path, that path of life, that spirit-led life of understanding who we are in Christ, just better, just so much better. And it's worth whatever amount of time it takes for you to renew your mind to get into that place. Because literally God will lead you in everything, you know, acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways and he'll direct your path. You know, uh, ask me for wisdom and I'll give it to you. God has wisdom for everything. God knows how to do everything better than anybody else knows how to do it. And he lives on the inside of you. And so like, you don't have to be genius. You don't have to be brilliant. You just have to let God lead you. And, uh, man, to me, I just love that. I mean, that, that is, that is very exciting to me. And that's something that I really, I really, uh, that i want for my life and so but once again periodically there's going to be times when your emotions are going crazy and during that period of time choose truth and and let and and let um and let truth lead you and not your emotions and now it's awesome when we feel it you know what i'm saying it's awesome when our emotions are like whoo and you know like sunday sunday man i just keep going back to that but like we had church on sunday man like it was like awesome you know and, um, and and it felt amazing, right? Uh, but today, I don't feel like I did on Sunday, but that's okay because I'm still the same person on Sunday that I am on Monday. Does that makes sense. So anyway, just wanted to encourage you guys in that and, and let you and let you just just a reminder, you know your feelings don't define you and just because you feel a certain way does not mean that that is your reality. you know? It's very important. Let truth dictate. The direction of your life not the way you feel because it's feeling it it, feelings are the captain of your ship you're gonna you're gonna live a very up and down life and you're gonna miss out on some things um if if feelings are are your leader so um anyway so anyway i just wanted to share that with you guys i hope that you that it blessed you and that you enjoyed it and um if any guys are local here um we are doing a, a worship night we're doing an outdoor worship night this